Welcome to the People of Chattanooga podcast. I'm your host, Luke Swab. For this episode, I interviewed Les Warnock, and I want to do a little disclaimer. We do get into a little controversial topic, which is e-bikes, and um, it's a hard conversation. It's definitely an area where people have can have uh, extreme opinions on one side or the other, Um but just because it's controversial, I don't want to avoid the question. Uh, Les has really good intentions. He's doing really good things for the mountain bike community here in Chattanooga. And I just want to address the elephant in the room. We navigate the question. And, um, yeah, it's just hard. And uh, we get into it. And that's just a little disclaimer. Uh, he has good intentions. And I have good intentions as uh, a podcast host with just highlighting the wonderful people that make up Chattanooga and less is one of them. So without further ado, enjoy. Okay. And we're recording. This is people Chattanooga. And today's guest is Les Warnock. He is the president of Sorba. Are you president of all of Sorba or the Chattanooga chapter? Chattanooga chapter. So there's Sorba, Maine, which is started down in Georgia and then, there's different, you know, chapters. So we're I'm president of Sorba Chattanooga. So just recently elected in. But that, yeah, that's great. When did you get voted in? This was a couple weeks ago. So okay. pretty fresh. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, what are some of your duties you do? And well, what is Sorba for if you're not in the mountain biking scene? What is that? So Sorba is kind of the local mountain biking chapter that we help maintain the trails. Uh, we get new trail projects done. Um, Basically, just like anything and everything mountain biking, you know, we Sorba was kind of started in Chattanooga to get um, mountain bike trails built. So they set out with a goal to do like 100 miles within 30 minutes of downtown um, and they achieved that goal. So it's pretty awesome. So now it's kind of like shifted to I mean, we're still developing new trail projects, but it's a lot of like maintenance because we have all this trail and we have to maintain it. So. When did you start off with that goal of 100 miles within uh, 30 minutes? Oh, gosh. I think it was – I don't know for certain. Um, it, that wasn't me. That was the, the sure. people before me. But um, I think they started probably in the early 2000s. Um, and, yeah, it took them about 10 years to get that done. So Yeah. Um, yeah, but they, they've done an awesome job. and That's great. And so what are these – um, what are what are the trail um, systems that account for the hundred miles? So we have Raccoon Mountain, which is here in town, is like fifteen minutes away. It's such a good trail system. If you haven't been there, go check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Enterprise South. Um, we have uh, Five Points, which is on Lookout Mountain in northern Georgia. Um, and we also have the stuff out in the Cherokee National Forest. So we have the Tennessee Trail System um, by the Whitewater Center and the Chilhowee Trail System. Nice. Um, do you want to kind of go through the different systems and and um, what uh, the style is or the level of difficulty, things like that? Yeah, sure. Um, I guess my favorite in town is Raccoon Mountain. So it's right in town, 15 minutes away, like I said. And it's probably more chunky than the rest of the trail systems um, around, which I really love. So um it's rocky, rooty. It's got some really awesome descents off the side of the mountain. So there's kind of an upper loop. And then there's two trails that drop off the top uh, down to the boat ramp at the bottom. Um, and it's there are easy trails there that you can do. Um, but I'd say for the, the majority of the trails there are probably intermediate to advanced trails. Um, and then Enterprise South is a really good beginner-friendly um, area. Now, if you go fast enough, anything is challenging, but um, it's it's definitely flatter, um, smoother. They do a really good job of maintaining it, and so there's not ever really any rough patches. Um, Chilhowee and Tanasi are, are similar. Um, they're kind of old-school mountain bike uh, trails. Or just what, does, what does that mean, old-school mountain bikes? More like hiking trails, so yeah. stuff that you would just kind of typically just be walking along in the woods, hiking, um, and then you, surprise, surprise, here comes a mountain biker. Back yeah. when the bikes had the 26-inch wheels. and Right. Yeah, b- bikes have changed a lot. <laughs> bikes have changed a lot, yeah. So that's um, part of our new trail projects are kind of like – 
you know, catering to the newer bikes um, mm-hmm. because bikes have changed so much that, new, you know, these old school type of trails are, they're just too tame now for the, the bikes that we have. They're really like the bikes now are, you can take them down some serious, serious terrain and, um, you know, these flatter trail systems that were really, really fun on a rigid 26 inch bike are, uh, now, you know, feel pretty like you're riding on a sidewalk on these new bikes. So that's not to say that they're, these old trail systems are bad by any means, but, uh, it definitely, you know, these new bikes cater to like a more, um, advanced trail. So, Mm -hmm. but so the chill Howie and Tenacity trail system are really they're super fun. They're beautiful out there. The forest is just gorgeous, kind of old school hiking trail style. Um, and I'd say they're intermediate. It's an intermediate trail system. There's definitely some really fun chunk out there too. Um, let's see what else. Five points is amazing. I love five points. Uh, it's more of an XC style trail system too, where it's really pedally, um, smoother. Uh, most of the stuff there is intermediate or beginner level, but it's got some really fun, fast sections if you know where to, to look for them. So you can link up some really cool stuff. Um, why is it called Five Points? That's a good question. I think it's because there is a intersection. Uh, one of the main intersections is like there's five trails that come on. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> some kind of a, all the trails diverge into this one spot. Yeah. Um, what's is it also called Moonshine Trails or what is that? Yeah. So moonshine trails are right off of Covenant College. Um, Is it a different trail system that kind of connects? Or yeah, so that's all part of the the system that is being connected from Chattanooga. Um, and there's one more piece of the puzzle that needs to be uh, become legal before it. You can ride from Chattanooga all the way to Cloudland Canyon. Yeah. So you have um, you know Guild Trail that goes all the way up Lookout, uh, and when you reach the and you can take the Upper Truck Trail. And then when you get to the end of the upper truck trail, there's the John Smart Trail. Yes. And so from there to the top of Lookout Mountain, it's still illegal to ride bikes. Hiking only. Hiking only. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's on the docket to be changed to become bike friendly. So uh, that should be happening this year. Um, no, that's really interesting. What Are they going to be doing a separate trail parallel or... or- um, adjusting or converting the current hiking trail into bike friendly. So all they're going to be doing is adding, um, well, they've already added fences up so you can't take like the, the bluff trail or go down the mountain any further. So there's some fences that they've already put up and then they're just going to change the signage. They're not going to do anything to alter the trail. Okay. Yeah. Um, but put up, um, the fences that you kind of, that, that discourage you from riding your bike or pushing it on yeah. the trail you're not supposed to be on. That's right. That yeah. So you'll, okay. you'll, you'll know when you're breaking the rules. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that's going to be pretty cool. You can go from downtown, uh, ride your bike and then camp out at Cloudland. Yeah, absolutely. So it'll be probably about a 30 mile ride. Um, and the only section that will be, um, you won't be able to ride all the time is Lula Lake because it's, it's only, I think it's the first and last weekend of every month you can ride there. Um, but you'll be able to ride all the way up, look out, go up the John Smart Trail, top out, ride the Moonshine Trails, which are, uh, they just made those, I think a couple years ago, two or three years ago. Um, and then you'll be able to drop over the, the side there and then you'll hit the road, go be able to go across the road into Lula. If it's an open weekend, ride and through the- Lula. And if it's a closed weekend, you can just take that road, bypass Lula, right. and get back on. Yeah, it's like two or three miles, I think, to get over to the Nickajack trailhead yeah. uh, that takes you through Five Points. And that's a Cloudland Connector Trail. So once you get over there, you'll be able to get all the way through Five Points and then get over to Cloudland, which is pretty awesome, man. You can do that from downtown. And then you can avoid that pesky $5 Georgia State Park parking <laughs> fee that we all forget about. You said it, not me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you have to earn that yeah. uh, free parking. You have path. to, yeah, pedal 30 miles to earn that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you ever done um, that minus the part that's not open right now? I have, yeah. Um, I've, I have actually gone up there on um, like a road bike. Yeah. So I've pedaled up the gravel and then shot up on the road and then ridden all the open stuff to, to get over to, to Cloudland. It's a super fun ride. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the way I did it was like out and back and it was almost 50 miles. And I don't know. It was just like some random day. And I was like, I'm going to go to Cloudland. I just hopped on my bike and went out there and it was yeah. like 50 miles and it was a super fun day. I was super tired at the end of it. And yeah, it was awesome. I like stopped at the gas station and got some food halfway. It was fun, man. Yeah. Fun to do adventures from the house, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I call it um, from the garage is when I do all my projects. Everything I do is from the garage. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, awesome. You mentioned getting some food at the gas station. You're in my wheelhouse. I do a lot <laughs> of road bike riding. Yeah. And uh, I feel like I have most gas stations memorized within a 50-mile radius of Chattanooga. <laughs> I, I know what ones have the good toilets. Uh, yeah, there you go. Where you can get the pre-made, like, breakfast sandwiches, things like that. Nice. Yeah. You, I need to hit you up with some bait on that. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make like a map of all the different uh, all the different gas stations in the county, so you know which ones are the good ones. Yeah, I want- road biker friendly, great sandwiches. <laughs> there should, yeah, there, we could do that with an app, you know, overlaying Google data uh, with it. That'd be sick. We should do it. That's actually okay. <laughs> I have a lot on my plate, but I'll think about that. Yeah, yeah, we all do, huh? It's awesome. Um, what about uh, you? Didn't mention the biology trails. Are they still called biology trails out in College Dale? Yeah, or? yeah. Okay. Uh, so those are maintained by the college, but they're also okay. that's also a super great trail system. There are a lot of trail systems that Sorba doesn't manage. Okay, that's so that explains why I didn't mention it because Sorba doesn't have anything to do with yeah. those. Yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah, so that trail system is awesome. The college does a super good job of maintaining those trails. Yeah, and, uh, they just uh, Barry Smith just built a new downhill flow trail out there which is so good go check it out if you haven't checked it out it's it's like about a mile long and it's 20 something jumps and it's super fun unlike anything in chattanooga so it's fun to have something different unlike anything yet unlike anything yet yeah do you want to talk about the w road project yeah for sure so the walden's ridge um is going to be a city park um once we get it turned over to the city but it's gonna have. It's gonna be mixed use. It's gonna have bouldering, hiking, and uh, downhill mountain biking. So, we're uh, hoping to have some, you know, mountain bike specific trails out there that are gonna be really cool. So, hopefully, we'll have some flow trail or a flow trail um, at and, first. And what's a flow trail for people that yeah. don't? Yeah. So, biking? typical mountain biking is rocks, roots, um, natural terrain that you can, you know find your own hang time on, but you have to be creative with it, right? So flow trails are smooth. They're like a friggin' sidewalk, but there's huge jumps, there's big berms. So, uh, you know, it's kind of your own personal roller coaster. You it's know, kind you, of like a luge, but with jumps in the middle. percent, Yeah. So you kind of control your own speed and, and you, you know, how high up in the air you want to go. But, uh, you know, there, if they're well built, they're not dangerous because you can stay on the ground if you want to, um, or you can get off the ground if if you so desire. So there'd be tabletops versus gaps, right? Okay, exactly. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's you know, is that I, how White Oak is their flow trail? You can roll over everything. That's right. Everything's okay. tabletop. So gap jumps are jumps with a big gap in the middle. Yeah, and then tabletops is where that gap is filled in, so you can you can get air and you can kind of practice getting air, and you don't have to land on the backside of the transition of the jump. Uh, you can still be safe. Um, and, you know, gap jumps, if there's a gap and you don't land on the transition, you're in trouble. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So hopefully we'll have a flow trail out there. And then we'll also have uh, a bunch of like gnarly, uh, more advanced, like we were talking about earlier with these new bikes, more advanced trails that these new bikes will really shine on. So what's the current status of that project? Do you have the land acquired? Yeah, so the land has been donated. Um, and Thank you to whoever donated the <laughs> land, by the way. Yeah, and acquired. Um, and so they, I will know more after Monday. So we're having a big uh, meeting Monday to talk more about it. So we're, we're done all of our studies as far as um, environmental studies and stuff like that. So Sorba got an RTP grant, which is Recre- Recreational Trails Program. Um, and we got a substantial amount of money, uh, for this project, but it's a government funded grant. So, um, there's a lot of red tape, so we're working our way through it. Uh, I know things always take longer than you want on these projects and people get frustrated and lose interest, but I, I promise you it, things are turning in the back. So uh, you're a fresh president. You have uh, all the energy in the world. Yeah. And Kevin Smith, who was the last president has stayed on board as like kind of an advisory role. And he is um, 
still actively working on this project. That's his whole sole focus is this project. So that's great. Um, so he'll be able to, uh, you know, put all his attention on that and not have to deal with the day-to-day workings of Sorbo. Can you tell us some of the red tape that you're um, working through right now? Well, just for an example, <clears throat> when we they were doing the um, environmental study, they found that the the W road. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't been on on the W road, it's this really crazy old school road. It's got a W in it. It's super sharp. Goes right up Signal Mountain. Goes right up Signal Mountain, the side of Signal Mountain, um, and the, all the property for this project's right below it. So. When they were doing their environmental study, they found that that W road continues straight down the mountain, and it was one of the um, original the part original, portion. Yeah, yeah, the original portion does, and so it's one of the original like old Civil War roads that went straight up the mountain. So, uh, you know, they wanted to, they want to preserve that. They don't mm-hmm. want us to disturb and just you know put a sick jump on it yeah. you know? <laughs> jump over it yeah jump over it so we might have a we might have some sort of like you know general such and such jump you know yeah <laughs> yeah the general lee yeah general lee jump uh but anywho so there that's one of the hang-ups that we had is you know kind of flagging that making sure we're not going to have a trail corridor that that disturbs that sure and then, can um, you can you notice that with your eye the untrained eye once someone kind of pointed it out do you see you know i can kind of see there yeah, used you to can be see the old road you can kind of okay yeah, for that's sure they just look like old, you know four-wheeler tracks or something right. like that but you you would never know that so it's like was this a surprise did anyone know that's what yeah it was a surprise to me i think it's yeah. surprised to most of the folks that are working on the project um wow I mean, it makes sense uh, because you know there's so much history in Chattanooga. But there uh, is, yeah. But it's it's uh, it's kind of cool. At the same time, it's it's frustrating yeah. for the project. For but, the project, but you but... understand like you want to preserve these things, and we're not out here to make a mockery of the land. So yeah, um, you definitely have to definitely have to mind your p's and q's and just get her done the right way. But the red tape is is substantial. That's not the only thing. You know, you got to look for all the protected species of flowers and and uh, lizards and everything so what kind of um flowers and lizards are out there so skull cap is a big one um which is a flower uh and it it only blooms like gosh i'm not an expert in this in this but i think every couple like two weeks a year or something like Mm -hmm. that so it's really hard to find um Mm. did that coming up this spring when it yeah so i think last spring is when they they were looking for that and they and they didn't find any um so that's good they didn't find any in the trail corridor yeah okay so so that's good and then they have other lists of protected salamanders and stuff but i I don't know what those are sure okay so yeah you have the old um old road that you need to protect yeah some uh (laughs) plants and animals that's right yeah i mean what it's it's really uh, it's frustrating as far as these trail projects go because uh, you know if it were private land you wouldn't even probably think to do these things uh, you just build your trail and everything's cool but uh, you know when these when these funds are coming from the government you have to um, you know look out for everyone's best interests including the environment so yeah and you do want to do that I mean you you do want to um, not tear up the land or or get rid of some you know, plants that are rare and all that stuff. Yeah, 100%. You, do, you do want to do this the right yeah. way. So this is good. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It just takes a little longer for us to be able to get that new flow trail. Yeah. And it's a frustrating for everyone, right? Cause everybody, it's like, we do these big fundraisers. Everybody's psyched. We have a pint night and it's like, yeah, we're going to have these new trails. And then, then you have to wait for a year or two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Hey, they're coming. I promise they're, uh, it's, it's working its way through. So Okay. Yeah, we're we're having a big meeting on Monday, and uh, I'll I'll know a lot more after that. Is there anything the public or other mountain bikers can do to help with this project? So, yes, there is. But I will. Um, we're going to be doing a lot of work in Sorba to to kind of be able to broadcast some of the things that you can do to help out. Mm-hmm. I think that's been one of the issues with, I mean, myself included, whenever I wanted to get involved with Sorba, I literally just emailed Kevin and uh, the last president and said, Hey, how can I help? Because I want to help and I, I don't really know how to do it. And we just went and got a beer and he was like, if you want to do some stuff, you should just do it and like throw it out and we'll, we'll get it done, you know? So that's kind of how I got started helping. But um, I think we're going to do a, a lot, try to do a lot better job of, 
being able to broadcast those things like here's what we need done if you think you can do it contact us you know um so stay tuned yeah and how can we stay tuned do you have a website or instagram yeah so there's uh sorva chattanooga.org yeah. um and then instagram uh, sorva chattanooga and facebook sorva chattanooga excellent uh, <laughs> real easy but uh yeah we're gonna be uh starting up uh, a newsletter um that's something that we haven't had in the past so we're gonna start that up um, SCC, the Southeastern Climbers Coalition, does a really good job with their newsletter. So we're going to try to model our, um, you know, all of that on, on them and kind of like follow in their footsteps because they do such a good job. And you'll be working with them on this project. Correct. Right? Yeah, yeah. So they've already done some work out there, building some landings for some boulders and um, cutting in some trail. And um, I went and helped out Dana on one of their trail days. Uh, actually, it was a um, TVA sponsored. I work at TVA. It's my day job. Okay. Um, but it was a TVA, um, day of caring. And so we went out and I I helped the SEC cut in some trail out there. It was super fun day. Um, but yeah, that property out there is just so awesome, man. It's, it's just magical out there. So I'm stoked to have some stuff out there to do. How much elevation drop do you have? It's a good question. I think it's from the bottom of the bluff. It's around 700 feet. I want to say, Mm-hmm. And then to the top of the bluff, it's maybe closer to a thousand and some change. I I don't want to. I'm probably misspeaking, but I, it's sure. it's in that general ballpark. Yeah. Well, a substantial amount of elevation you get to play with when 100%. you're building these trails. Yeah. Are you going to be able to do shuttles or the the regular guy? Yeah, for sure. So there will be a climbing trail, um, but there's also going to be uh, you'll be able to shuttle to the top parking lot. I think most people will find that it's easier just to walk or, or ride your bike to the top. But mm-hmm. um, if you do want to do a shuttle, there is going to be a top parking lot. Um, right now, the big hang up that we're having is the bottom parking lot. And that's why things haven't moved along quicker than they have um, is that that bottom parking lot location is it's kind of up in the air right now. So, okay. um, there is a parking lot that's already there, but it's kind of still in negotiation of, of, you know, if it's going to be donated or bought or whatever. So, okay. um, so yeah, that's, there should be two parking lots, one top, one bottom, and you'd be able to start at either one. But I, I would assume that most of the climbers are going to park up top. So that parking lot might stay full for the most part. How I big, would, how big will that parking lot be? It's a good question. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, do you know about how many miles you have projected or how many different trails yeah, on this? I think there'll probably be 10 to 15 miles of trail starting out. Um, and then hopefully we'll be able to build some more downhill tracks that, you know, it'll be like each one will be around a mile, hopefully. Yeah. Well, I'm personally really looking forward to any kind of flow trail you have there. Yeah. And, uh, um, they're super, it's super fun. Flow trails are the best. Yeah, they're great. I did my first one recently, and I loved it. Yeah. What do you um What do you think about e bikes? Oh, e mountain bikes. Put me on the spot. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I'm. Yeah. Be careful here. Yeah, that controversial um, topic. Treading li- treading lightly. All right. I know. I mean, well, okay. Well, it's a reality. I mean, yeah. Industries change. Technology change. Like at first, cars were, you know, replacing the the horse and carriage, and mm-hmm. many people didn't like them, but the world changes. E-bikes are here to stay. What? Yeah. So, cor- so I'll give you Sorba's stance and then I'll okay. give you my own personal yeah. stance. So Sorba's stance on it right now is it's up to the land manager. So that it'll probably stay that way. I think we're going to try to get a list together of, um, you know, what those stances are per each um, land manager. But um, so that being said, I personally don't have a problem with e-bikes i know a lot of the guys on the store board do um mm-hmm. they don't like them sure and uh i understand where they're coming from as far as as that as that goes you know a lot of the um fear is that it's giving people the opportunity to get themselves in over their heads so you get on an e-bike you head out into the woods you get out way farther than you would on your own and then your you know bike breaks and you're way out there and you have to rely on, you have to push a freaking 50 pound bike out of the woods and hopefully you get that done. But my personal stance is if I lived out West, I would probably have one because, uh, doing big adventures on an e-bike, like, you know, huge days, it wouldn't, 
be possible for me uh, on a normal mountain bike and being able to go up some side of some crazy mountain and then descend back down to the car from, you know, from your house maybe. Sounds like a great, you know, sounds like a great fun <laughs> to me. But, you know, I, I think it, obviously you don't want to be riding an e-bike on somewhere that it's not allowed. So if you own an e-bike and you live in Chattanooga, like, I understand they're fun, but if you're riding them on the trail system, it's not allowed. Like, you can't can't be doing that. It's just like riding a, you know, it's not like riding a dirt bike. People like to compare it to that. But I think you can't roost a tire uh, on an e-bike. You know what I mean? It's, right. It's not like a, you're not going to be tearing up the the, the, tr- the trail any more than a mountain biker would, I don't think. Right. Well, not right now, but it may be coming. Yeah. We yeah, I mean, yeah. The technology is advancing quite rapidly. Yeah, so e-bike let, let's kind of whittle that down to yeah, like pedal assisted e-bikes are kind of what I'm talking about. Sure. So not ones with a throttle. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about ones that as you pedal it adds watts to your pedal. So uh you know, I'm okay with those. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. Like it makes you feel like a superhuman. You can go out on huge days, do big elevation rides. Well, and- I like it too for um you know, like my dad, if he were to come down and, and we would do an easy trail at South Enterprise and I could rent him an e-bike. Yeah. Um, I think Rock Creek has them. You can yeah. rent. We just rent them for the day. And then he would be able to keep up with me still being safe. He's not going to go crazy. But um, I think I think they have their place. Yeah. It, it allows it gives people more people access outside. Yeah. Um, which I'm always a fan of. Yeah, I'm all I'm a fan of people on bikes. People on bikes, people outside, um, exercising. Yeah. You still, and like you say, the e-bike you have to pedal. You're still getting um, exercise. It's not a give me like a motorcycle or a dirt bike. Right, hundred percent. There's no throttle. You still got to yeah. pedal. So I I'm for it, man. I I think I think the e-bikes, like you said, they have their place. Mm-hmm. I don't think you know every goon in Chattanooga should have one and be like racing in Chattanooga screaming Strava on the way down the mountain. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Getting King of the mountains with it. Yeah. Come on. If you've got Strava and you're doing King of the mountains, don't e-bike. Let's put that out there. But that being said, man, like I, like I'm a fan of people on bikes, people getting yeah. outside, people, um, being active. So Me if, too. if it's, if it's between you sitting on the couch and playing video games yes. or going outside on an e-bike, like grab the e-bike. Yeah. Yeah, and there's pros and cons to everything. I mean, another potential con is if, okay, so when you're a cyclist, you've been riding for a long time, you've developed these skills, and you're used to going at these higher speeds that you've worked up to. Mm -hmm. And then you get on the e-bike, and you just need to be aware of that because you may be able to go faster than you know how to Mm -hmm. because you have that assist and you never put in those years of learning how to. So that's one of the little more dangerous sides, especially if you're on like the river trail and you're ripping along at 20. Um, Now there's guys that can rip that at 20, but they know how because they put in all this time and effort and and you're like right at that and and you get this shortcut, but you don't really know how to handle it. Yeah. So that's the, you know, that's a little concern there. There's, I mean, there's drawbacks to everything. And and I think, you know, you can get in over your head, like all, you know, the, the rest of the Sorba board I know is pretty dang against them. Yeah. Um, For that reason, I think it really like the, the problem is, is that, uh, you know, you're going to get people in over their head on a heavy bike. Yep. And, uh, you know, that's going to be an issue, but you know, you just got to be smart about things. And if you use common sense and you're using it correctly on a, a piece of trail that you're allowed to be on. Yeah. I got no problem with it. Now, do you know what trails, um, that Sorba Chattanooga is part of that allow e e mountain bikes or e-bikes? You know, I don't want to speak to that right now just because I don't, uh, okay. I don't know for certain. Uh, but I, like I said, we're, we're working on a list of, of the different, um, areas that you can that, e-bike, e-bike on so that'd be helpful or maybe if there's signage or something at the trailhead yeah so people would know it seemed it's so it came on really fast and it seems like a little gray area right now and people don't know they yeah. might be on a trail that's allowed it or doesn't allow it and yeah yeah it, it's it's we're, we're working on that so uh, stay tuned to that as well but in, in full disclosure i did ride an e mountain bike in uh italy this oh, yeah. year i did a 65 mile loop and um was it awesome (sighs) (laughs) 
that says it all. Yeah, it says it all. Uh, we took um, gondolas up. So there's, oh, yeah. yeah, there's like five gondolas we took up, and there is only one hill climb we had to do. Oh, wow. Um, it was like a three-mile hill climb. The rest was downhill, and I was just pedaling one-handed, passing people going up, and I felt real guilty. <laughs> but but uh, It's big over there, though, right? It Over in Europe, everyone, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, one out of two bikes are e-bikes, and that's not only in the mountain bike world. That's People ride a lot of bikes, and I was in Germany, Italy, um, Austria, and e-bikes are everywhere yeah. in Europe. Yeah, yeah, it's really taken off over there, so I, I yeah. think it's kind of gotten sl- it's slow to progress here i think a lot yeah. of that has to do with just the rules of of uh, the land over here and and riding you know on on the land the rules against it so i i'm pretty sure europe has stricter laws with e-bikes as as far as they have top speeds and whatnot they have okay. different classes yeah which could help for that scenario i laid out on the river trail yeah. um you get a a town e-bike and it might have uh, 15 mile an hour limit, right. even though it could go faster, it's governed. Right. Right. So you still have to use your real legs to get faster than that. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Um, let's see what else should we talk about here? Yeah. I think I got through that unscathed. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get beat up. No, you're, you're, we'll see, man. I don't know. Uh, we danced around it, but I mean, <laughs> this is real life. You have, you yeah, have to, man, it's, there's gray areas and, and I, everything. Yeah camping uh, and anything you do outdoors there's going to be uh different rules of thought yeah you know and 100%. i'll say this when i started off camping as a kid you know you have a can of baked beans and you throw the can in the fire yeah that's a no-no now yeah. and i don't do that anymore mm-hmm. um but when but at least doing that i was getting out i was i was in nature and you can always improve yourself right. you can always try to leave less of a trace um, so yeah. Yeah. What do we got here? Um, I what I was going to ask you. Oh yeah. You work for TVA. I work for TVA. Let's talk about your day job. I guess Sorba doesn't pay you full time. Sorba does not pay. Okay. So, uh, unlike the SEC, uh, they don't have, we don't have any, um, paid, paid positions. So, yeah. um, that's kind of hopefully in our future. Um, but that's down the road a ways. So uh, we'll have maybe have an executive director one day. We'll see. But uh, right now it's all volunteer based. So, you know, if you want to be involved with Sorba, it's, it's not a paid gig. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to, I'm uh, going to fold up my resume then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I work for TVA. I'm a structural engineer. Um, I design transmission lines. That's fun. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, you know, desk jockey pushing the mouse around. Mm hmm. Um, not the most glamorous thing in the world, but, uh, yeah, it pays the bills, man. And, uh, allows me to have some fun mountain bikes. And where do you go to school to get this degree? Uh, Auburn university. Okay. So where are you going to, to anybody out there? Listening? No, <laughs> nice, nice. Um, was TVA your first job out of college? It was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really was kind of location specific. So I really wanted to, uh, either be in Chattanooga or out West, uh, Colorado or, or, um, some other spots too, but. I applied to a few spots and got this job at TVA um, and was so happy about it because I love Chattanooga. Man, I just I have felt at home here for the, f- the first time I I traveled here in like 2005. So Okay, where did you grow up? Grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah. So uh, The terrain's a little different A little out different here. out there, yeah. A yeah. Little, little less hilly. Um, so I'm, I'm historically a climber. Um, started climbing out there when I was 16 and, uh, yeah. And then moved to, to Auburn and, uh, every weekend, I mean, everybody's going to football games. I was going climbing. So, um, I'd go up and visit Chattanooga or horse pins. I think my first semester at Auburn, I spent every weekend at horse pins 40 and doing some bouldering. So, um, staying at Adam Henry's house, a little name drop, but, uh, uh, yeah, man, it was, the South is just so incredible as far as just all the natural resources we have. Uh, the climbing is world-class mountain biking, um, can be world-class and, um, yeah, it wasn't until I really moved to Chattanooga that I started mountain biking. So, okay. And then how many years have you been here in Chattanooga? Uh, I moved here in 2012. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Eight years Coming now. On eight. Crazy. Yeah. It's a decade. So you've seen a lot of uh, things change. Yeah, I have. Been here. Yeah, I, especially since I first started visiting here, um, you know, back in 2005, 2006. Like, that was, uh, uh, it's changed a lot. Yeah. For a lot, uh, for the better. I mean, it's so awesome now. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot more people, a lot more crowded at the crags or whatever, but uh, man, it's just, I mean, you can't keep people away. You got to share the wealth a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Janu gets a good spot. Yeah. Um, are you involved or have you done much mountain biking in the Knoxville area? Yeah, I just got back from there. <laughs> mm. Well, for those of you um, who aren't sitting in my house right now, um, you can't see uh, Les has a sling on his arm right now. Yeah, womp womp. What happened? <laughs> so I we went up to race at the Pro GRT at Windrock. Um, which was awesome, man. It was such a fun event. I, if, if you guys haven't been up there, like you gotta go. Like, what is a pro GRT? So, um, it's a racer that Windrock puts on every year. It's a downhill race and they also have an enduro race there. Um, but it's, it's kind of like world cup format where they do, uh, multiple days of practice up before the race. So we got up there on Thursday, practiced for four hours, Friday had practice. Um, and then Saturday was the race. So it's one track, one downhill track. You learn all the little lines. You learn every little rock and root on the trail. Um, and hope that you uh, don't off yourself before the end of the weekend. So anyway, so we, we did that. I made it through the race cleanly. and it, I mean, it's a really gnarly track. If anybody has been to Windrock or heard of Windrock, I'm sure it's kind of synonymous with being really gnarly. So uh, I made it through the weekend. I did my race run. had a nice, clean race run. It was super awesome. Um, and so it was on top of the world. Sunday comes around, we go to Baker's Creek, which is in Knoxville, um, proper. And it's a really awesome area. Like it's just really, really cool. There's jump lines. Um, there's a devil's racetrack, which is the, a bell built grant. They got that. I don't know how many years ago, but they gave him a hundred thousand dollars to build this really crazy jump line. Uh, it's got a huge wall right at the very top. I mean, just all, it's a super sweet trail and they redid it recently to where there's no more gap jumps. It's all tables. So if you've been out there when it was gap jumps, it's a lot better now. It's a lot less intimidating. You can case stuff and not die. Um, (laughs) so, uh, anyway, we rode the trails all day, had an awesome time. Um, I was just having a blast and I was super excited as I normally get. And then uh, went back to the car. Everybody's ready to go get some tacos. And uh, I'm like, let's go play around in the new skills area. And everyone's like, oh, okay, I guess so. Les, God, you're so just overstoked, you know. And we go out to the skills area. I do a couple laps. Uh, the last lap, I case a couple jumps in a row. So I pedal into the third jump, pull really hard, and then find myself overshooting it like really nose heavy and I landed on my front wheel and rotated over my bars and cratered myself into the ground. So I, I separated my AC joint. Um, so it'll probably be a couple months off the bike, but well, you're smiling right now. looks like you're in good spirits. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Just mope around, I guess. Yeah. I mean, good. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've hurt myself before and I moped around, so I'm, I'm very impressed to see you. <laughs> Well, <laughs> not moping right now. My wife might think a little differently. She's like, okay. she got, she gets, she bears the brunt of it. She sees me at my worst. Well, you're, you're <laughs> putting at the house with my pajamas on and my sling. <laughs> well, you're putting on a good face right now. Hey man. Um, to. can you tell us a story of how you went from, um, laying on the dirt at the bottom of a jump to, uh, in the hospital, I presume. Uh, yeah. Like that. Cause I know on my injuries, there's usually stories getting from A to B. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, I was embarrassed number one, because nobody really wanted to go hit those jumps. So I kind of dusted myself off, put my hand on my shoulder and, uh, I knew I had separated my shoulder because there's a big bump. Anybody that has ever separated a shoulder, you know, there, you get this really crazy looking bump on your shoulder once you do it because the collarbone separates from the, the rest of your shoulder and it just pokes up through the skin. It's crazy looking. But they, they tell me I don't need surgery. We'll, find, we'll see. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I dust myself off. I'm like, ah, separated my shoulder. Bummed. And uh, I start pushing my bike towards the car. And it's got that weird heat feeling. Like 
where you know you've done some damage and um and so we get back to the car they're like well, you okay you okay i'm like uh, yeah I, I think i busted up my shoulder they're like oh it's, you're okay you know you're okay i'm like i'm not okay so we go to eat we go go to get tacos sitting there i'm drinking margaritas and as I'm drinking these margaritas, I'm thinking, this thing is feeling not right. Like, it is just like... The margaritas aren't going in fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like... Counteract. Yeah. We got a two-hour drive back to, to Chattanooga, and my buddy's driving, so I'm just, like, taking these things down, just like, oh, God, please let this yeah. out my shoulder, you know? Yeah. And uh, they don't really. So the two-hour drive back was pretty... Is that uh, the litmus test, if you've hurt yourself? Um, margaritas, <laughs> margaritas, if margaritas are not doing the trick. Yeah. If you're three margaritas deep and, and, it, still and it still hurts, yeah. you might be in trouble. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the ride back was pretty awful. I, we stopped at Trader Joe's and I got a bag of like, this is the most millennial thing I think I could ever say. We stopped at Trader Joe's, got a thing of like cauliflower <laughs> rice and I put it on my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh that and i checked my tiktok not <laughs> oh my goodness um why cauliflower rice so you could eat you were planning ahead for i was planning the next ahead dinner, honestly the next meal yeah i love uh, cauliflower rice yeah. so do i um i have some in my freezer right now i'll jump in on that train <laughs> yeah and it's really i'll say this it, it works better than a bag of peas because it's like it's a lot it's, more form yeah fitting it's thinner it's thinner so like you get a really good you know surface of ice onto the shoulder. I knew we needed to dig into this story. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so I get this damn cauliflower rice and oh. we head back to Chattanooga. What else did you buy while you're there? Uh, some chocolate cats. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it wasn't over yet. No one's going into Trader Joe. It's only coming out with they cauliflower. They only sell snacks, dude. You got to oh. buy some snacks. Okay. Yeah, it's not a real grocery store. They just sell snacks. This is not the fastest trip to the emergency room I've ever heard <laughs> <No>. of. <laughs> I was three margaritas deep, remember? So I'm still. I know, but it still hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm getting some snacks, man. Okay. Uh, so we get some mango, you know, chili mango slices. You know the good stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> I've been in there before. Yeah. <laughs> so we get back to Chattanooga. Um, my buddy Bryce uh, Johnson, who's awesome dude, he helps me unload all my crap. And uh, at that point, my wife's just like looking at me from the front door, like, "Oh yeah, he's he's hurt himself. I can see it in his face." So went to Walgreens, got a sling, slept that night. Uh, went to the doctor the first thing the next morning, and um, yeah, man, it was pretty apparent when they pulled that x-ray up i was like oh my god it's worse than i thought <laughs> yeah how did you sleep last how'd you sleep just on my back man yeah. just it, it's that's the suckiest part about this whole thing is sleeping i, I sleep yeah. on my stomach so sleeping on my back uh with my arm in a sling is kind of a bummer but what it is what it is that reminds me when i was in 10th grade i got in a snowmobile accident yeah dislocated my wrist oh. i flew through the windshield at oh about 80 miles an hour god I um, hit my two friends in front of me, Justin Hayek and Mike Grasnowski, um, and I went to the doctor, and it was dislocated, and they sent me home with it dislocated. What? And then, this is northern Michigan, and then um, the next day, we drove back to the hospital, and they put me under for surgery, and they popped it back in place. Oh, my God. Um, and then I woke up, and I, I asked is there any metal in there? Is there any metal? That was what I was concerned with. Yeah. And they didn't have to. They just knocked me out. They set it or put it back in place. Yeah, yeah. And um, I have a pretty good wrist now. God almighty. That's but, a lot better than my story. <laughs> well, I mean, the point is we both went through a night. Um, of discomfort. Of discomfort. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, with the AC separation, uh, I, I, I've i talked to uh, some orthopedic surgeons, uh, and they have just said that you just let it go. They just keep on saying, it'll scar down. I don't know what the heck that means, but it'll scar down. It'll be good. I'm like, okie dokie, whatever you say, doc. <laughs> How many opinions have you gotten on this? Uh, um, three. Three, three different, and they're all saying scar down. It'll all scar down. That's what there's, there's a go-to comment. It'll scar down. Hashtag scar down. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, I don't know what the hell that means, but yeah. we'll go with it. Um, have you gotten any other injuries on, on mountain biking? Yes, yeah, so this is my second injury. So the other one that I've had is uh, I broke my thumb 
few years ago. Your sh- is it your shifter thumb or your dropper post? It was thumb? my shifter thumb, and uh, I remember that vividly because I hit the ground, uh, pop back. I hit the ground really hard, as you do when you break a bone. But I was just popped off off the ground. I was like, "Get back on the horse, you know. Don't, you know, whatever. You, you're okay." And got back on the bike, went to click some gears, and my whole thumb just went, Ugh. just like. That was the worst feeling ever. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, I think I've done something to my thumb, boys. And I, like, got off my bike to turn it around, to hike it back up the trail, go back to the car. And I, like, took a few steps and I had to sit down. I was all lightheaded and nauseous. It was awful. Oof. Was it it worse than the um, AC? I will say the immediate pain of that was probably worse. But um, this has been worse as far as discomfort. Okay. Yeah, I got some pain meds for the last... Uh, for the thumb break, uh, and I never even took them because they were just like, it didn't really hurt that bad. Are you on pain meds right now? No, I'm not. I didn't take them this morning. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, I didn't. I, I they did give me some, and I have been on them for the last few days because this thing's been super uncomfortable. But it seems to be getting better, so I'm I'm stoked to. Okay. That it is. Yeah, I really did need them, man. I I I don't like pain medication, but dude, oh my god, it was brutal for a few days. It was yeah. Like really uncomfortable. Did you recover? Um. 100% on that thumb? Yeah, yeah. So That's it great. just um, luckily broke right above the joint, so I didn't have to have surgery. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just put it in a cast, and it was weird whenever they took it out of the cast. I don't know if any if y'all have been in cast, but, oh, my gosh, just like when you take a, something out of a cast, it's like the weirdest feeling because it's all atrophied, and it's, it's so stiff. I'll never – I popped my knuckles. The first time I popped my thumb after that was like – the biggest relief like kind of sheer terror like felt like almost broke it again you know like oh it was the best feeling ever though. yeah <laughs> but yeah man uh that was a uh, that one, that one was not that bad it was just like time in a cast and then kind of just rehabbed it for a month or so and it was all right but uh, hopefully this one will be the same way but i have a feeling with ligament stuff it's going to be a little bit more of a challenge are you right-handed or left-handed right-handed so your your mouse hand on your computer, your desk jockey job you were talking about. That's right. Is that going to be difficult? It has been uh, <laughs> a challenge, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just kind of sling my hand up onto the desk. And then the weird part is like, so I can get comfortable with the mouse. But then like transitioning to the keyboard, I got to like Ooh. shift my whole body over because I can't really move my shoulder. So Yeah. Yeah, fun times. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to make it, I can tell right now. Yeah, You're going to make it. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. <laughs> now, um, is is mountain biking your favorite form of cycling? Do you do any road stuff? Yeah, so I have done some road stuff. I had a, a road bike in the in the past. It, it was super fun. It's I just get sketched out on the road, to be honest. Like, I think road biking is really fun, but uh, I'm scared of drivers, especially in the South. It seems to be like... Um, you get some folks that just don't like road cyclists, and uh, I've noticed that. Yeah, which is a bummer, man. It's like we're just we're just riding our bikes. It's not like I don't know why that pisses people off so much. It's going to slow them down like two seconds to get to wherever they're going, but uh, to slow down instead of like screeching by you at fifty miles an hour. But whatever. Um, but yeah, so really, road cycling is kind of. I, I would love to do it more, but I just I'm too scared of of folks on the road um i just recently bought a trek checkpoint um from the trek bike shop shout out to them um but uh yeah man that that bike is awesome it's got wider tires on it for gravel riding um and you can ride it on the road obviously but um yeah that thing has just been a blast i've been going up the gill trail after work and um super yeah those bikes are super light those that's a bike I have. Well, I don't have the Trek checkpoint, but yeah. I have a gravel bike, and yeah. it's my favorite bike I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. My buddy um, that I mentioned earlier, Bryce, he he has um, like a cyclocross bike, which is essentially the same thing, and he said that's his favorite bike he's ever owned, and he'd sell every bike in his garage except for that one, which is crazy because all he does is ride mountain bikes. But um, yeah, now I kind of understand what he's saying and what you're saying because it is fun, man. This I don't know. For some reason, it's really fun to ride off-road really efficiently. Yes. Yeah. What What's your mountain bike set up? Uh, so I have a specialized stump jumper, um, and that's my main trail bike. So I actually have it. It's kind of 
complicated, but we'll get into it. Uh, so I have two different sets of suspension for it and a different like shock yoke that I can swap out the shock yoke. Uh, so I can have 160, 140 for my longer travel version. And then uh, for shorter travel, I can do 120, 130 if I swap out my suspension. So I kind of have like the best of both worlds. I can have like a Chattanooga XC kind of style rig, or I can like, if I'm going to Pisgah or something, I can put the longer legs on for more travel. How, um, how long does it take to convert? 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Well, 30 minutes if I've done it in the recent past, usually like 45 to yeah. an hour if I haven't. <laughs> like, how the heck did I do this again? Yeah. <laughs> Are you running tubeless? A lot of guys do tubeless this day. Yeah, days. man. Tubeless is the way to go. Yeah. If you're not running tubeless, you're, you're missing out on some, some really big benefits. Are you not running tubeless? Not you're right now. You're looking at me like you're not running tubeless. <laughs> well, I just did the Jake Bull Trail, um, 65 miles all off-road, mostly, well, a third single track, a third gravel, and then mm-hmm. we had a, like a little 12-mile asphalt connector section. Oh, cool. But I did get a flat, Yeah. and I was going down a hill really fast. I got a flat, and by the time I stopped, um, I had at least seven holes in the tube because I patched it seven times and it was still finding more. (laughs) You're just laughing and you're, (laughs) you're still finding more holes. Uh, and the crew I was with was super nice and patient with me, but, um, eventually they convinced me to just put a new tube in. Right. And I did. That's a lot of patches. And it took probably 45 minutes and, uh, After, yeah, anyway, it's a funny little story. Yeah, tubeless is really the way to go, I think. It, it's kind of a pain in the neck, especially if you like swapping tires a bunch because it's you have to deal with the sealant. Um, yes. Which kind of sucks. And you have to have like a, I have like a little tubeless inflator um, or you have to have an air compressor. Um, or I mean, you can do it with a floor pump. You just got to be really patient and good arms. To- How many flats have you gotten with the tubeless in the last year? I don't ever really get flats unless my tires are worn out. Yeah. Never gets flats. Never get flats, man. It, you're you're going to convince me with that. It's very rare that I get a flat. Yeah. It's, uh, if I get a flat, it's because I've done something terribly wrong. Yeah. Like I tried to jump something and landed directly on it. <laughs> Do you ever go bike packing? I've never gone bike packing and I really want to start that, especially with that, that new, um, bike I just bought. Cause it's got all these bosses you can put racks on and stuff um but I'm, that's something that's super interesting to me especially with being next to the Cahutta and like oh man it just seems like such a fun time to go out and just do a big couple days of riding and stop in the middle of the woods and camp out and it seems yeah. just really cool do you camp in general yeah okay yeah I've done a lot of camping um I'm not uh I like camping for a purpose I don't like to just camp for camping's sake I guess I'll say I'd rather just stay at an Airbnb. <laughs> so camping for a purpose, does that mean you're doing some sort of project you, or you're trying to, uh, I don't know. What, what do you mean by camping for a purpose? Like, let's say you're going climbing on a big wall and you want to be waking up early to get on the wall for whatever reason. Like maybe the storms are going to hit early in the afternoon. You got to get up and camp at the base of it camping for a purpose yeah. or you're going on a bike packing trip and it's like, that's part of the thing is like, you're going and you're camping in the middle of the woods because like, there's nothing out there. Like if, yeah. if you could do a ride to like a yurt, I'd rather stay in a yurt. I'm just being honest here. You're uh, very honest. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Cauliflower rice for an ice pack. And this guy likes Airbnb. I have spent months and months in a tent and, uh, I'm not, I'm all for tent camping. Like, I just have just done a lot of it. You know what I mean? You've earned it. I have earned my right to say to Aaron BB. He also likes e-bikes. So. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, y'all. Uh, yeah, man, I, I have done um, months and tents, like literally months. Yeah. Like, and it, it stretches. So um, it's, it's, uh, I like camping for a purpose now or, or, or like doing like a camping weekend um, it's fun, but like, I just always seem to have more fun at Airbnbs. Airbnbs are nice. Yeah. <laughs> Showers are really awesome. <laughs> Showers are great. You know, there's not one way to do things. That's there's right. not one way to live your life. There's, 
That's right. You're still getting out in the woods. Yeah. 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 I love, I mean, I, I love good camp. I, I love camping. It's just, uh, I don't do it a whole bunch anymore. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, what else should we talk about here? Um, do you, can we talk about, oh, besides the W road, is there another project potentially, um, along Prince Cooper? Is there anything you know about this? I don't know. I don't know if I know about this. Okay. Okay. Well, rumor mills. Are there so. rumors? What's the rumors? Let's hear the rumors. Okay. Well, from what I understand, um, there's almost enough land underneath Prentice Cooper. Um, I think Tennessee River Gorge owns a lot of it. Yeah. And there's almost, um, you can almost go, not on private property, all along Canyon River Road. Right. And I heard potentially there might be some mountain bike trails that do the whole gorge. She could ride through the gorge. Yeah. So that is something that's coming down the pipeline. I think, um, I don't know if I can talk on it or not, but I'm going to just go ahead and do it. But I, I think that there is, there is a plan to connect Raccoon Mountain all the way through to Prentice Cooper, um, all the way through the gorge. So, uh, with single track, how would you get across a river? There, the bridge down near, um, Oh, Hills bar. Yeah. Hills bar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So you go all the way down the gorge and then back up it. That's the dream. Yeah. That would be be like sick trail. I might be wrong here, but like 70 miles or something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That seems right. Yeah. Yeah. The Tennessee river gorge is a beautiful, fairly undeveloped area. That's just right here in Chattanooga. Yeah. And to have mountain bike trails connecting all that. Wow. Yeah, it'd be really awesome. Yeah, so that's a long-term sure. project for sure, but I know that's been something that's been in the works for a while. They've been slowly acquiring uh, property and property rights all the way through the gorge for a long time. So Yeah, <clears throat> that's great. Yeah. Okay, well, um, what else should we talk about here? Um, what, what are some other things people should know about you? Oh, gosh. Well, I don't know, man. I mean, I guess my... my history is really just like I was a climber for yeah. a long time and that's like most of my uh old friends are all climbers and uh, hence why you've camped in tents for months on end yes exactly dirt bagging it but mm-hmm. um yeah man it, it you know I, I just really love this area because of the the resource, resources that we have like uh, we were talking about it before we got on air here just like how amazing this area is and how awesome the everything is to do i mean you the climbing is world class like you travel all over the world and not find climbing as good as this you know some of the bouldering here is just like insane so um yeah i don't know i guess if if you really need to if you want to know about me you have to know that like i really love climbing too it's just like i don't have time to do everything i wish if i didn't have my day job i'd do half my time mountain biking, half my time climbing, but you got to kind of choose a hobby. You do. Yeah. You have a lot though, man. Your whole garage is full of crazy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we walked by your garage. I was like, whoa, what's going on in here? <laughs> yeah. I like to play. I've yeah. always liked to play. Um, well, do you have any people you want to thank or any shout outs or anything or, or how can people become more involved with this mountain biking scene? Yeah. That you're part of. Yeah. If you want to be involved with Sorba, just reach out right now. Um, like I said, we're going to be trying to do a better job of, of figuring out, um, you know, things that people can get involved with and like sending out newsletters saying, here's some trail days you can go, you know, volunteer at this, that, and the other thing. Um, so watch for that in the near future. Um, but other than that, I mean, just reach out to us. I mean, you can, you can email, uh, us from the Sorba website, and we get those emails, so we'll be checking them. And if you want to do something, if you have an idea for a trail project, if you um, want to hold a trail day, if you want to, you know, go fix something, a tree or this, that, and the, I mean, whatever you, whatever idea you have, shoot it, at, shoot us an email because I mean, we see those things and we will respond. So, um, what's yeah. the website again? SorbaChattanooga.org. Okay, yeah, that's great. Um, and then, uh, yeah, man. Um, it, other than that, I mean, uh, if if you know me, just just hit me up. I mean, we we got a awesome new board. Um, 
that's uh, really going to be doing some good stuff. So, uh, I mean, I'm really excited. It's, it's not just me for Sorba. It's like it's a whole uh, group of awesome people that, uh, I mean, it's it's built over, you know, 15 years of, of people's hard work. So I'm just, just two weeks in. So, uh, man, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be really, it's, it's special to be able to, to help out, um, uh, any way that I can. So, um, yeah, what else? Um, I guess, uh, that's about it. I mean, okay. Well, yeah. th- thanks for coming on the show. This is great. Excuse me, getting to know you, and um, it's really important what your organization is doing. Keeps the trails clean, flowing. Um, if you're a mountain biker, um, these guys are are the guys that just keep everything running well. So thanks for coming on here. It's really nice getting to know you, and uh, yeah, man, we're likewise. all we're all thankful for what you're doing. It's volunteer. You're just doing it for the love of the sport, and that's great. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh it's like I said, it's not just me. There's so many people involved and, um, yeah, it's, it's really cool to be involved with an organization that just gives back just to, because they love it. Like you said. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. It's good getting to know you too, man. Yeah. All right. Well, talk to you later. All right. Thanks. And there you have it. That's Les Warnock, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I had creating it. I love doing these podcasts. If you enjoy listening to them, please give me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify. Check us out on Instagram. We're almost on Facebook. And just tell your friends. And thanks again for the listen. Bye.